Hello and welcome to episode 113 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. James and Jack, this week for you. Apologies, we missed a week. Um, I had some crazy personal uh, family emergency stuff going on. Um, Hopefully all good now, but basically... We didn't really know what to do with the podcast last week because it would involve editing and all of that. So we just thought, let's skip it, move across, see where Wednesday are at um, this week and then join. But yes. Hello, Jack. How has your week been, mate? It's been very, very good. Uh, I've been helping out with my local cricket club uh, because they just decided that they didn't want to do any ground maintenance when they should have done in December, January, that sort of time. So I was using a garden rake a literal wire garden rake to go around an entire massive cricket outfield getting rid of all the chopped grass. And I've even got a wound for my troubles. There you go. There's there's a little burn on my thumb from... Oh, it was frustrating. But hard work, it, it all paid off, you know. We've, it, it's all been done, thankfully. But, yeah, that's been, uh, that's been fun. And that's Do you like it, cricket, really. Jack? Um, uh, I could quote the 10cc song from ages ago for all of you niche viewers and listeners that know that song i don't like cricket that one um i'm sorry all right i'm sorry for being cringe uh but yes i like playing you need that on a t-shirt that needs to be your next line of merch i'm sorry for being cringe i'm sorry if something i said is going to get me cancelled any moment Oh, pretty much yeah, your home, mate. Probably. It's, it's, probably, it's, genu- but... it's genuinely one of them things when we've got you on a live stream. Me and yes. Jake are like, please. <laughs> Sweating. Please. Gripping yeah. the edge of your chair. Oh, yes. Please. Yes. Please don't, like, burn everything that we have <laughs> burn just everything to the grew and this community. <laughs> don't burn it all with one of your comments. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, oh. There we go. That's the risk yeah. you bring How- to bring young, yes. fresh talent in that looks 47. No, I'm joking. You don't look 47. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay, I've had a haircut, thank you. I look I look f- the fresh age of 32 now, actually. So, uh, yes. Yes, yes. But how are you, Dex? How's your week been, other than the personal things? It's been pretty much all of that, but it was a case oh. of... Um, it was... I managed to get back to some sort of not normal sort of routine towards the end of it. Um, I caught the Wednesday game because I was sort of like, there was nothing I could do that evening. So I was sort of just watching it on my phone. And then I obviously jumped into your call as you guys were streaming. Um, and then from that, I just basically, I just tried to, I sort of just got back into work and did that sort of thing. And now we are hopefully going to have a relatively normal week this week because We've actually got a proper schedule for the podcast and everything now. It should mean yeah. things are balanced. I don't know what's going to happen next week because um, basically it's bank holiday and I'm doing things on the bank holiday and I don't know who's doing what. It might be a Jack and Jake episode. It might be a fact that it's obviously the last week of the season. So it might be a case if we do a live one where we all just come on and see how we're feeling heading into that last fixture. But Basically, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that one, but there will be something next week. If it's a bit delayed, that will be why, though, um, because we are wondering if we need to do a special or something like that. But uh, in terms of tomorrow, actually, the day this podcast goes out, we might, and might is the prerogative, because we might be doing this, we're not sure, um, doing sort of a big sort of stream of the other two fixtures that don't involve Sheffield Wednesday. But a very relevant to Sheffield Wednesday in terms of the Ipswich and the Plymouth game. It's basically going to be a dexterity watch slash talking Wednesday special because it's not just going to be me. It's going to be Jake and I assume Jack will probably want to get uh, involved. If, if you uh, want me, yes. Of course. <laughs> uh, well, we've, we've got to keep somebody on the Twitter. So, But uh, <laughs> it's a case of what we might do is we might have you in on audio while you're doing the Twitter. Oh, yeah. Um, and then do... Uh, yeah, we've got a plan for it. We will we will talk you through that later. Yes. I just realised I've not mentioned any of that to you. But who who cares? Um, <laughs> please follow us on all of the socials, at TalkingWed on Twitter. Still um, building the Twitter. And thank you for following it. It's nice to have uh, new followers joining all the time. Jack's doing 
basically I said, hey, Jack, can you do halftime review? Because he's our resident armchair, basically. That's what we said. That's that's Jack, right? I think yes. every podcast yes. needs needs a resident armchair. <laughs> the resident right? armchair. <laughs> because it's not... Because it's, it's, it's a difficult thing when you've got hosts going to games, you've got hosts do, doing other things, you know, that you've got somebody who is consistently pretty much an armchair that will go once in a blue moon nowadays. And the fact that... Jack's just fully happy to admit that means it makes life a lot easier because he still I, watches the games wh- and he still analyzes the games. I do still know what's going on. It's not like I'm an armchair that's just like, oh yeah, it's top top showing of the lads this week, wasn't it? Like that? Yeah. Is it the IT crowd? Where is that quote from? That's dreadful performance. What, what's that quote? But it's yeah, I'm not one of those casuals that sort of says it to look good in well, a you're not, well situation. the thing is you're not a ca- by, by armchair it basically means that yeah. we actually have you accessible during the matches yes. and you are up to yes. date you're actually on the pulse with it but you can be there for the people who I don't think there's stuff, nothing wrong with being an armchair when you reach a certain fellow stage of, of being a fan yes. uh, fellow armchairs fellow people who can't get to <laughs> matches fellow um, people abroad that sort of thing yes. you know no offence yes. meant because I'm, I must say people please, who watch the podcast I know some people do get offended sometimes by taking things I say in the wrong way when I say oh, something off the oh, cuff. Yes. Yep. If if you know that I am a certain way about something or that you genuinely know you've watched a lot of podcasts, you'll know I don't mean any offence by something. And if you've inferred offence, I would hope that you would give me the opportunity to be like, I wasn't actually trying to be critical of you there. Do you know what I mean? Unless, of course, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless you didn't uh, mean it. And, and when yeah. you mean it, you very much mean it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, co- walking contradiction there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but if you do mean it, you will also say you very much mean it. You won't, like, hide away from... Yeah, but I also you know. I also don't usually deal in generalizations. That's what I yeah, will say. And if I'm generali- if I'm sort of talking about something that's quite broad, it doesn't mean I'm targeting something specific. It, it doesn't mean I am being... I'm attacking someone specifically. Do you know what I mean? I'm talking about our subsection or something like that. Um, but anyway, I was talking about something else. The Discord is available for members. I have also made the Talking Wednesday Extra episode with me and Jack playing FIFA and Jack going absolutely insane, <laughs> available to all members, so not just the 499 tier and above. So if you go on YouTube and you are a member, I know a lot of people won't think that's actually accessible for them now but if you are a normal member of the channel uh, at the um at the entry tier you can join in and watch that video of jack raging there is a language warning on it because it's jack and fifa but it's it's quite funny it was a good episode there will be a talking wednesday extra um in the coming week or so as well for april's episode and uh, we are just working we are just finalizing the details on that one please leave us a nice audio review on Podchaser, Spotify, all those sort of places, Apple Apple Podcasts, that really helps us with the podcast algorithm and getting it out to more ears. So if you don't want to support us financially and you think, I really like that, I'd like to support in another way, leaving a review on those services is actually massive for us. So please do that. Also, do you like our Talking Wednesday Owl? I like our Talking Wednesday Owl. Well, that owl was designed by Goose Creative. If you'd like some graphic design work done you can find goose goose creative at goosecreativedesign.com or on instagram at goosecreative underscore design where you'll find over 25 of 25 years of graphic design experience lee i will how personalized was that read for you mate that i actually stuttered twice in it but we'll keep it in um yeah and also, he's also done just your a, stuff hasn't he's he? also done my stuff he's done my my little logo just here so he's uh he's a good one is lee He's, he's, he's great. Yes. He's great. And he's got a lot of, actually, a lot of insightful Wednesday opinions. So feel free to talk Wednesday with him. Um, yes. He's, he's got a lot of insight on that as well. But Speaking honestly, of uh, talking, we- talk, talking Wednesday, obviously. Um, obviously. Bristol Rovers versus Sheffield Wednesday. Oh. Jack. You were you were co-streaming this one uh, um, yes. with Jake. We, we both obviously watched along, but I want you to talk me through this one. Please. Well, it it was it was it was very end to end and very very scrappy. It was actually kind of nice to see Wednesday try a different style of play because I know obviously they've adopted sort of a almost just hoof it up route one approach, and it was actually kind of nice to see us go back to playing proper football again. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not a hoofball fan. I detest it, but 
sometimes it's the only way to win in this league. But we uh, we went to more of a like a counter attacking uh, kind of approach, uh, and I think both teams did that actually. So it was just very end to end all the time, but. Costly errors by a few of our defenders uh, led to a Bristol Rovers goal, uh, but we kept managing to pull it back, and uh, it was it was. I wouldn't say it was a very pretty game to watch. I think the we got battered on possession. We got, we got battered on possession. Yeah. It's we it's did. one of those fixtures. It's it's very it was... different to the rest of the season because I'll just read you some of the stats. Okay, oh, yeah. it was. It was eight shots for Bristol Rovers to Wednesday's nine. They had four on target. We had three. We scored with two of our shots on target here. Uh, they had 66% possession. Now, Wednesday were bossing possession for a lot of the season. That's the difference in, and change we've seen in some games recently. We've we've been a bit lost on the ball, and that probably is that buyer's absence with everything. Losing losing quality plays, it's always going to be there. They passed the ball around a lot more. They had 574 passes to our 287. And they were a lot more accurate. We were giving the yeah. ball away a little uh, bit. We were we were under hitting passes, over hitting them. It's like it honestly seemed like the team had never played together before, or there was some real disconnect. And it was it was so horrendously frustrating to just keep seeing all of these mistakes all the time. It was like the nerves were frayed. And Bristol Rovers looked so up for this, yeah. considering they're a mid-table side, right? It was so mental that you'd think that we were the mid-table team and they were the team trying to place, uh, trying to chase like either automatics or wanting to get into the playoffs. It was insane that, oh, I could go on forever, but like I'm saving this for after the other fixture that we're going to well, talk Bannon about. Well, Bannon scored a one. great goal in but that one, obviously. Bannon's, Bannon's, um, goal, Bannon's goal was insane. That that uh, And oh. then Famio, uh, Famio with the other Famio. one. <laughs> how do you, how do you say goal. it? How Literally, do you say it? I say it. I say it as Famawo, but a lot of people I say Famewo, and Famewo. You know, uh, I, I, I used to say, say Famio, like, which is completely fa- wrong. You say Famiel like he's Portuguese or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, his goal was just kind of like a really scrappy, just like you know, the ball was pinging around loads in the box. Gregory got yanked to the floor, and it almost seemed like Famewo just said, "Right, f it, whack." And then just leathered yeah. it as hard as he could, and it went in the roof of the net, and we scored, and it was glorious. But yeah, well, then, we needed we needed to start putting fixtures after, in. Yeah. We need to start putting the you know the the hard graft in with the fixtures and exactly. and players like Patterson coming back has been massive for us That's really, and, and and that was that was case in point in the Exeter game. So let's let's yes, talk through was. Exeter because was... this is a game that they probably didn't want to win, given yeah. that their rivals are Plymouth, and um, it didn't look like. That was going to be in the script early in the game, did it, Jack? No, it was... Honestly, this game was dreadful. The first... I know it's it's so strange to say, given that we won, right? And it's a crucial three points, because it puts us very close to Plymouth and Ipswich above us again. It keeps us in the hopeful line that we might still get the automatics or whatever. But... This whole team were playing like they were just resigned to the playoffs. They were they were totally mentally not there. And it was so... Uh, uh, if you were keeping up with the match day tweets, you could see how much in strife I was and how much I'd censored my words in the tweets each time I was tweeting <laughs> about it. So what was making you the angriest when you were, when you were sort of watching along, tweeting along? It was... It was the lack of cohesion. It was... It was that all the players were just mentally it was like they were mentally checked out it's like they didn't they didn't yeah. care about still getting the automatics they just thought oh playoffs is then fair enough whatever barry bannon was going apoplectic at all the players around him he was scr- you know those days where like we don't we'd often we'd criticize him because he was shouting at players too much and not being a captain he was back to that again he was screaming at people will volks and marvin johnson were having a massive barmy with one another. Will Volks was kicking off at everybody around him. It was like so many of those players in that first half just didn't care. They didn't remotely give a damn that, that they were there to get the three points. Th- what was, was annoying no for me was passion, the fact that, nothing. that we were getting done defensively so easily from yeah from wide cro- wide crosses. So yep. players players for Exeter running out wide. And then in the box, there was no sort of urgency in defence to actually mark your man. And that's how they got their goal. Because Exactly. Because, it, it, because Flint and I author were just the stood middle. there. being. So as I was just saying there, we um, 
Because Jack's computer just decided yeah, to my, die. Yeah, it just decided to just soil itself, basically. Don't know what's going on. He never used to run a backup either. If he hadn't have done that today, because I started saying be run a backup, I'd have been very cross. But we worked. It worked. Um, it hopefully. We yeah. say that. I've not had the files to me yet. The, my, this podcast might be gone into the ether. But um, <laughs> I was saying that Exeter nearly got a second from the same way that they got the first, which is like we're not learning from this. No. You know, we keep, we're leaving that same space. Same mistakes all the time. And, Daw- and Dawson literally had a save that if he'd not saved that, it's too old. Yeah. I know that's very, that's so Michael Owen, right? That level of commentary there. But yes, like, it, yes. it's great yeah, insight was, there, Dex. But, yeah, thank you. But because <laughs> that's what goalkeepers are there to do. But it's it, he came at, he came out, right? And he shouldn't be put in that position because half of the time they will round the keeper there. But luckily it ended up straight at him. That's what I'm saying. It It's just so frustrating to think that we could easily drop points like that. And Exeter City, you're obviously not the sort of... I think, great club, all of that. I'm not disparaging. You've got to be careful with football I, fan bases. So. I think, I think I, what you're trying to say, Dex, before you dig yourself is a big not hole... The level of, they're not the is, level of the playoff the, yes. teams we're going to be playing. Yes. That's what I was going to say, basically. I think that's and fair to they say. They also had seven players out injured. Their fir- Seven of their preferred first 11 were out injured, and they had a right back playing up as the striker. So I guess what you're saying is you would have expected them way more switched on bad performance. Yes. But- yeah. They had seven shots on target. Uh, seven shots and three of them were on target. We yes. had 17 shots. Four of them were on target. Four. Four. Four was... from 17. It's our conversion rate this season. It's woeful. What is nice is Patterson and Gregory on the score sheet. I mean, yeah. I still don't really know how Gregory scored with that header. Like... I think he just used, I think he sort of directed and added yeah. a little bit more power, you know, like a, with the spin of the ball sort of thing. I, I would but say... It was so far a, out. A way better goalkeeper would have saved that. That was actually quite, like, it was quite an easy save for a lot of other keepers, I, I think. So it was, not to disrespect the goalkeeper in their net, but if I'm not mistaken, it's a former Rotherham goalkeeper. So, of course, that deserves a bit of shade because it's Rotherham. Um, anyway, it's not it's not an episode without me insulting somebody, is it? Come on now. Nope. It's a staple nope. of this whole thing. It's what but you do. It's, And I will say as well, just to balance it out, I will criticise Dawson for the Exeter goal. Because, you know, right, you know when you you know when you shoot somebody on, for, on a Fallout game and they ragdoll and they just go and ragdoll? Yes. For the, for the purposes of the audio listeners, I just did a demonstration of a ragdoll. But... He did that. It's beautiful. He went down to his right and he just ragdolled. There was no dive, no no saving attempt. He just went into a bloody ragdoll. <laughs> what was he doing? Not, Not to mention the, the fact that Flint and... Uh, Fl- Why is his head gone? I offer. Flint and I offer were just being pedestrian. They were just going, oh, and watching it go over their heads. Nothing. No movement at all. And, and it just oh, it was frustrating. It was like that the entire game. But then, honestly, the two of those have been doing this for the last few weeks, and that's how a lot of goals have been scored. Is just direct yes. ball that's round the, that's the issue. over them. And fundamentals of football: score goals, score right? Go- Dif- stop goals going in your net. Yeah. The two things we've been quite woeful at is our strikers converting. Our conversion rate's been woeful. Not doing that. And our defenders keeping the the ball out of our net. Yep. So thanks, Michael Owen. Thanks, thanks for yep. that insight, Michael yep. Owen. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'll be very specific. I'm just carrying on with the theme. But I mean, it's true. Be, what's been it's What's been frustrating true. me? That is, has been the thing. Yeah. Is Michael that Smith been right? The fundamentals. He's got the, he's got the first touch of a sodding cinder block. He tries to bring it under control with his foot, and it goes into Rose Ed. And it's so frustrating to watch. I mean, I hate to bring up past players, right? But big anti you bless him, love him. He would have had that straight at his feet under control. But then we've got to remember that these aren't the days of the championship anymore. This is where we're at right now. And we've just got to deal with these little little inconveniences. But it's just been... I think I will huh. say, playing devil's advocate on the Smith yes, thing. Yes, of course. Of we course. don't play to his strengths. No, we don't. Okay. We don't play to his strengths. We're expecting him 
to get the ball at his feet and make it happen. Now, when if you look yes. at a lot of his past goals for Rotherham, it was a case of crosses into the box. Yeah. We don't play that very often. We, but I will counter-argue with that one. The last Not from the wings, anyway. Quite, from the middle. Yeah. Quite a lot of games, we have been putting the crosses in, and he has been heading it, but he's been heading it wide, which he did an awful lot against Exeter. He did it a lot against Forest Green. He did it a lot against against Bristol Rovers, even. No, he was doing the fair. same thing, is, uh, and he just kept not, heading it wide he's not all a, the time. He's not had a great, he's not had a great couple yeah. of games. Lincoln, I'll, I'll, I'll another, another one. Yeah. yeah. But I, um, I just think we are, in terms of, we've got too many... Patterson back's a massive thing. I think that's probably the reason we're actually turning it because he's coming in and doing, he's doing the work that needs doing. That you'd, you'd like to think Gregory and Smith could have stepped up and done, but it's not really. I don't really think it suits their game, particularly where Patterson comes in and he does he does the dirty work. Yeah. Um, and it's meant it's meant that we've been getting victories when we've not necessarily been playing playing well because I think Patterson was influential in the fact that we won that game against Exeter. Obviously, he got the goal, he got the winning yeah. goal, but. It's just his work around off the ball. You he know, was dropping he, down he into midfield and playing like these phenomenal through balls out to the wings and then running yeah. back up to the striker position again and, and all this sort of thing. And Adenaran as well. He's the last few games, he's really done what Darren Moore said and taken the ball by the horns with this. And actually, I honestly think he dragged us in. Him, him Patterson and Gregory dragged us into those three points, kicking and screaming. The rest of yeah. the team were just not having that win for some bizarre reason, and the three of those kicked us into, uh, dragged us into having those three points, kick, uh, kicking and screaming against Exeter. And I'm happy the way Adeniran's coming along because oh yeah, he showed such promise at the start of his Wednesday career, and then obviously injuries are coming in. The fact that he is turning up at the business end of the season that is massive, right? Because yeah. a lot because you're seeing quite a few players not specifically stepping up around this time when we've yes. had our dip in form. To be able to be a player that steps up at this time, especially because he's, what, 23, 24? You know, mm. it's it's good signs from a player like that. And that's the kind of thing you, you think of going into next season. Exactly. Possession was much more 50-50 here. It was 52 to 48. It was... It was, it was not a great, great game. But Wednesday did what they needed to do. Unfortunately, everything around us is going wrong. All the other... Yeah. Teams that we don't need to win are winning. They're finding a way. They're not falling off. Plymouth aren't doing their usual fall off at the end of the season. Um, and Ipswich are looking more and more likely just to keep doing it. They've got a big fixture in the week, but we will uh, see what happens with them. We just basically need to start playing better. Mm. Otherwise, we are not going to do well in the playoffs. I know, and, again, and I'm, I'm saying to, the fundamentals oh, yeah. here, Jack. Oh, just so people don't say, just because it's going to be Michael Owen sort of level. But... <laughs> What I'm what I'm so frustrated about is we're just not doing the basics right. Yeah. And that is what is costing us. The one and and you can say we have got these injuries. It's it's one of those questions, and we're gonna talk about this a little bit more later. We blame a lot a lot of people on social media will blame Darren Moore for our form dipping. So do you but I don't see anyone crediting him for these last couple of wins, the fact that we've sort of we play we're not playing well, but we're scrapping victories again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's there's a different side to it. So what 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 is the manager responsible for? I think there might be a question for that later on. What were you going to yeah. say? I mean, well, it's just more in this more in an adrenaline really. Um, when yeah. Patterson scored that winning goal, he, he did the Samido. You know this famous Samido thing where he drops to his knees and like points up at the sky and he's like. <laughs> showing all of his passion, he he did that when Patterson scored that goal. So if you can clearly see, you can clearly see from that that he's not he's one that's there's nobody more committed than he is. Do you know what I like? Goals getting up uh, with the team spirit. Stuff. There's a couple of players that didn't really fit into the squad for a lot, a lot, a lot of the season. Yeah. I think Jaden Brown's another one of these. Um, Jaden Brown, if you think, remember that Papa John's Trophy game where we got mm. spanked. Um, was that this season oh, yeah. or last season? I forget the, I the forget pizza well. cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the pizza cup in it. But it was, it was just Brit. a case of he was playing in the pizza cup games and he wasn't but necessarily yes. playing very well. Mm. And we all sort of wrote him off a little bit. And he's just coming through and playing. He's playing really, really well at the minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's these players, him, Ad- Adeniran, they're, they're stepping up at the time that he's needed for Exactly, them. exactly. There's a few that but aren't, but they let's are. Let's talk about how... Um, 
League One is shaping up in general because... We'll t- oh, I don't like it. I don't like it, James. It's it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> so these are the Saturday results. We won't go as far back to the midweek, but Charlton 2, Morecambe 3. Mm-hmm. Barnsley 2, Oxford nil. So Barnsley keeping a win streak going, which is not great if you end up against them in the playoffs. Fleetwood no. 1, MK Dons nil. Peterborough nil, Ipswich 3. Now that's a big <laughs> fixture because Peterborough yes. are playoff bound, right? Yes. So... That just shows how good Ipswich are at the minute because Peterborough need to keep piling on the pressure and Ipswich beat them 3-0 away from home. Mm-hmm. That's that's big. Plymouth 3, Cambridge 1. <laughs> Both uh. teams scoring three goals. Uh. <laughs> Derby 1, Burton 0, which is not great against Plymouth played Burton yeah. and they lost to Derby and Plymouth are... We lost to Burton. Plymouth, mm-hmm. please. Just hiccup. Port Vale 2, Bristol Rovers 0, and Plymouth play oh. Bristol Rovers as well. Yeah. Port Vale beat them. Oh. Wickham 0, Lincoln 2, Bolton 1, Shrewsbury 0, Cheltenham 3, Forest Green 1. Forest Green are already relegated, by yeah. the way. That's happened since we last podcasted. Portsmouth 1, Accrington Stanley 0, and Wednesday 2, Exeter 1. It leaves the table looking like this. Plymouth Argyle, 43 played. They are top of the table, 92 points. Ipswich Town, 43 played, 91 points. Oh my Wednesday, 44 played, played, 90 points. So this is going to be a very 43 big Tuesday played, night. played, 85. Yeah. yeah, it's a massive Tuesday night. If they both win their games in hand, if they both win on Tuesday night, you it's not mathematically over, but it feels like it's over. Yeah. I don't like it. I really don't like it. This is either going to be... The the big... The crunch time is Tuesday night. If they both win... If they both win... Town will be on 94 points. Yes, because Switch Town will be on 94 points. Yep. Plymouth will be on 95 points. We'll be on 90 points. Yep. Which means Plymouth would have to lose both of their last games and Ipswich would have to... So we should have to lose one, and they could finish on 94 if we won both. So the pressure would still be on Ipswich slightly. Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't. It's the Right, no, I've just done maths wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm new on the Twitter. Your maths yes. is awful on the Twitter, by the way. Thanks. Um, I, I got my CGCSE, and I've just I've left it behind actually as atrocious. much as I possibly can. And if there's ever a mathematical error on the on the score or anything it's it's jack it's me on the twitter um because if they win any of the oh god that's awful right if any of if they don't draw if they both win on tuesday night it's over because ipswich will be on 94 and they've got two games to play we will need 96 to even go beyond that Mm -hmm. yep and their goal difference is superior yep so Tuesday is massive. Tuesday Absolutely is the crunch massive. time. Absolutely massive. Yep. We are actually... We're relying on Barnsley. Yes, we are. We're relying on the Dingles. How about that? And Bristol Rovers to turn over Plymouth. And Jake was it, saying to me, as well, by the way, he was he was saying to me the other day, oh, well... It's weird because we've got to hope that Barnsley win, but we also can't because Barnsley might go above us now and we'll be in fourth. When he's... There's two matches that they have to play to do that, and we have to lose. Yeah. So Yeah, if we it, if we keep going... No, you've, you've... But I'll be honest, we're looking up. Yes. No matter what... Right. No matter what happens in the playoffs, we're not looking for favourable draws in the playoffs no. at the minute. No. We are looking up. We've exactly. still got a chance of... Automatic promotion. It's a, it's yes. a becoming slimmer by slimmer the week. Slimmer and slimmer, yes. But but we don't look down. We shouldn't we be don't. looking down at this stage. We, we, we're looking at everybody who plays those. Wear your Barnsley shirts on Tuesday night, guys. Yeah. Okay? Ring all your bells because they go dingle. So we've got to, you know... <laughs> you really to, stretch for that one, didn't you? We've got to be dingles one, for, for, for Tuesday and... Yeah, you really stretch for that one. You managed to stress it for the offence. Yes. Yep. Maybe I don't put you on my Twitter on Tuesday. 
You're awful in those situations. <laughs> yeah, I am. But yes, it's, it's. I didn't read this far down, really. Well, I did, but it's more relevant to us now. The playoffs are currently mm. consisting of Wednesday, Barnsley, Bolton, Derby. But it's it's Derby and could push Peterborough into it. are like constantly battling it out for that sixth spark. So that's uh, that's going to be quite interesting come the end of the season who actually does end up in that. Do you know what spot. would be insane? Because there is a reality where the last day goes, Derby need us to beat us for us yeah. to go in the playoffs and yeah. we need to beat need Derby to, beat to, go, to go up. up. Automatically, yep, yep. Mister, you know, uh, around the grounds, Lee. He was saying that on the uh, on the EFL show a couple of weeks ago, and it's yeah. There's it's all it's, it's either all going to go down to the wire and be a last day thing that's going to be absolutely mental. And I can see there being a pitch invasion and everything if we if that's the scenario and we win or whatever against Derby. But it's either going to be that or we're just resigned to the playoffs if things don't right. go Right, pay our attention way. to Tuesday night because so Tuesday night, Tuesday night is, is the crucial time. Yes. Oh, right. boy. Um, going into the news, there's not a lot of news, obviously. At this time, yeah. it's kind of crunch season. What is in the news is uh, the League One team of the season's out. They've had the EFL awards. We've got two players in there, but I will read you all of the players. So Cooper for Plymouth in net. I think that's probably fair. Good keeper. Oh, yeah. I would like us to sign him. At right back, they've got um, Mumba for Plymouth. Centre-back is Ipswich's Davis and Barnsley's Anderson. Left-back, they've got Santos for Bolton. I've heard he doesn't play that position, actually, and they've mm. just kind of wedged him there. Interesting. So the midfield is a midfield two of Bannon for us. So Bannon makes team of the season and Hurrihan for Derby County. Fair. You know, Bannon's the best player in this league. I don't care what anyone I says. I would say that's an interesting one with Hurahan, though, because I just think that's because he played in the Premier League about a year or two ago. I simply think that oh, it's because Oh, Derby fans are going to come for you here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't care. So I just think that Hurahan's in there because it's Hurahan and not because it's he's sort of, sort of like proved his proved himself in the League One this year. Because I've got a few Derby fans that have said he's not really lived up to the hype for a lot of this season so I think that's an interesting one uh, that he's been slotted in there because there's a lot of uh, Derby fans that I know that have said quite the opposite that he shouldn't have been in this league of the, uh, team of the season um, and it should have been somebody else so that's been an interesting little uh, little development but sorry as you were James <laughs> no it's alright my uh, my earphone just decided to put you to the speaker here rather oh. than hang on hang on hang on I'm doing this. I'm not doing a cut here. We've had enough cuts here. Speak. Hello. Ah. There we go. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> in the mid, in sort of like the attacking positions, they've, they've played a four-two-three-one here. By the way, so Collins for Bristol Rovers, a player I want to see us sign. I want this player at Wednesday. I'm, he won't play of the season as well. I'm giggling Why? because this is my preferred formation on Football Manager with a Gagan press. Just to bring up the fact that I play for. Anyway, sorry. Yes, you want to sign Collins for Wednesday? I think that'd be. A so good is idea. mine. It's mine oh, as well. Nice. <laughs> my latest playthrough. Can I just say my latest playthrough of Football Manager? By the way, I yes. finished third in League One with this team. Oh well. Eighty-eight well, points. No, I actually did no worse signings, than Darren like, Moore. Just no. Oh. Yeah, nice. um, so I didn't do as well this time, but um, I did change the formation around, and, but I went up via the playoffs. Oh, nice. Clark Harris is another one of the ones in that position for Peterborough, so Peterborough play makes it in. Ipswich have also got Chaplin in there, and we've got Windass up top. Now, they Derby fans were screaming it should have been McGoldrick, and I scream back and say no. No, I agree. Because... Yes, he scored the goal. They were literally going, well, he scored more goals, right? But if you look at a player that's as influential to a team like Windass, you've taken him out and we have gone on a... We have gone... We've had a stinker. Quite woeful in terms of form. Yeah. Exactly. In terms of a reliance of a player. And I will also say, he deserves that position because he, he's played... He, he's not just a striker. He's played, you know, in the cam role. He's played in on different positions. Yeah. He's played on the wing. His, his versatility, I don't think people see that when they look on paper. In the, and Mick Goldrick's always been played up front, hasn't he? Exactly. So, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a case of 
Windass has scored goals and been influential to the team from positions, from different positions. And that, for me, makes sense why he's in there. It's nice to see two of our players in there this time. I think we only had Bannon in last season. So Mm. um, I also feel like it wasn't this later last time. Or not? No, maybe not. I'm pretty sure. I, I think this was like after the final game of the season last year. Yeah, I can't remember sure. exactly, but I do feel like it was because it should mean we're going to get another Bannon team of the season card in oh. FIFA. And a Windass one. Potentially even. A, not necessarily because the, what they do is they do EFL team of the season uh, on FIFA. Course. So they they cherry pick players. And the of Windass probably, team of the season yeah. would be... I actually think we might get him though because he's already got an inform in this game. Yeah. So... If we get a Windass team of the season, his links are fantastic because he is pacey. Yeah. And you might argue that they might go for the Bannon one because Bannon's got a real scanned-in face because, obviously, yes. when Villa went up, he was with them ages ago, and that's when he got his appearance scanned. So that's my that may be why they choose him rather than also Windass, but, you know, who knows how It'd be great to work, have both. Quite frankly. Fantastic but to yes, have both. It'd be great. Um, but yes congratulations to the two of them they were speaking at the event actually about just got to see it over the line now Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about players returning because Windass could be one of those Yes, Michael Owekwe is back he got some time with the under 23s he also got about 20 minutes at Exeter more hopes to see no reaction from that Um, you know he doesn't want to see any sort of repercussions of him playing so we could get him back for we could get him back starting basically for our crucial two, final two games and potential playoffs. So, do you think that'll be a massive boost for us? Because personally, I, really I think when you talk about this is why I was right. I was setting it up right. I wasn't being Michael Owen oh, for yeah. no reason. When we okay. talk about the fundamentals of the game, Michael Owekwe knows how to do them. You watch yes. them and you feel slightly more calm when he is in that defensive line. Absolutely. So him in there, his experience, and the fact I just trust him a lot more. Mm. in terms of, you know, keeping us a bit more defensively sound. So that is actually massive for us if we can get him back starting. But talk me through your thoughts. I mean, look how phenomenal we were when we had him and Ben Hennigan as the partnership at centre-back at the start of the season. It was absolutely solid. It was watertight, that defence was with them two there. And it's almost been a ragtag operation to try and remotely recover that same sort of form um, since we lost him. And it, we, we've just not found it. Like, uh, And I'm going to name a name, but Iorfa has really not been off the boil. He's really not fulfilled that role very well at all. And I'm sorry to be so direct with that and so critical. I'd like to just count a point without fully cutting you off. But oh, yeah. I think he's 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 blowing hot and cold depending on the game. Yeah. That's the problem. And that's I think, I think it's not ideal, obviously, mm. because of the situation we're in. But it's amplified because we need to be elite at the minute. Yes. And that's yes. the thing. There's no margin for error. And some games he quite he plays quite well, you know, or yeah. goes under the radar. But sometimes he has a bit of a stinker, and we can't afford that. So he's gonna come under heavier criticism yes. right now. And I think I do still think there's a good player in there, but it's when you've got a player that's not got the consistency. That's almost, what we're finding with yeah. offer at the minute. I almost fe- and I could be totally wrong with this, right? But it almost sort of feels like when there's a lot of pressure on him and to you know to not make errors etc that's ironically when he does make the errors when there's when he's playing without that pressure on him it almost feels like he plays a lot better and a lot more solidly but when yeah. in situations like the last few games knowing there's not really anybody else, I mean obviously we had a Wickway on the bench but before Wickway was back on the bench when he when they knew they had nobody else and that was it it was them nobody else could come on really and fulfill that role that's when he was. I still think he looks best as a under pressure, I, but I, I got like some people disagreeing with this at the time. But I remember in the championship when he he, he started sitting in front of the defense, yeah, as Being a defensive the midfielder, man. yeah, yeah. I still I feel he looked really best in that position, yeah, yeah. Mm. We we don't really our midfield's really good, okay. Um, yeah. But with buyers out and in, in games, we need to be a little bit more defensive minded, but with still with a player that can has got the legs you know, mm. to bring the ball out of the defence and, and go through that. I wouldn't have minded to see him sitting in front of that mm. that defence a little bit more. I think it was... And he's also, obviously, he originally trained as a right-back. So yeah. you've you've got options there for him. I exactly. don't think he needs to be a centre-back. Maybe, maybe we've got a player in there. We just yes. need to 
have room and dis- and try him in different positions and see what yeah. works out because because I don't think you need consistent center backs and he's not that at the exactly minute. yeah that's that's the be all and end all of it really uh, and a wet way coming back could be the difference between a solid defense going into the playoffs or mm. you know we're gonna have him for, not, if we have him for these last so few solid, games yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Ben Hennigan coming back, whether that's this season or whether it's for the next season, because he looked like a real Mister Dependable kind of figure. But hopefully he can get yeah, back. Yeah, you never know when they when they're going to be what they're going to be like after long term injuries. So hopefully yeah. he can come back. I mean, strong. I offer he's thing. the same. He was he was phenomenal before he had that long term injury, and then yep. he gets the long term injury from last season, um, and he was out most of last season, wasn't he? And then he's come back for this season, and he's been a bit. Shaky. It's also worth mentioning his contracts up this summer. I offers. Um, He had a two-year deal in 2021, didn't he? So yes, yeah. His is up in 2020 this summer. Mm, This summer, be interesting to see what we decide to do there. Mm. You feel like, given his age and his, you don't really want to let a player like that go on a free because you feel like you could probably get some money for Mm. him. But I think, depending on where we end up, he possibly will go on a free. You know. Yeah. Mm. Windass though could be back for the weekend he could he's been back out on the grass he spoke about trying to get back in the squad at the awards that they're still aiming for automatics was interesting thing that he said obviously they're they're looking they're looking up but if it happens for the playoffs yeah they'll have to be prepared for it and they're, they're confident going into the playoffs basically they've got that mentality so they have clearly picked up on the fact that we feel like there's not a mentality there because he mentioned it yeah They've got the mentality to go into the playoffs. I bloody yeah. hope he's right. I did love reading Andy, roughly what on, he said because he's basically sort of said when he won that, you know, the place in the team of the season and everything, and you see the picture of them, uh, of him and Bannon sat there with the rewards in front of him and stuff. But in his acceptance speech, he basically said, I'm honoured to be given this, but I don't really care. All I care about is promotion and that's it. I want us promoted. Yeah. He didn't even care that he got the award. That's more important to him. And I just think that speaks volumes of the man he is. And why I love him so much, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, do you I'm worry glad that, that we've got him. Do you worry that there was that sort of like wasn't there sort of like an an Argentinian stadium or something on his Instagram? Is that real or was that fake or did you see something like that? Like, I mean, look, he was, went to Spain. I know he went to Spain and he likes it in Spain, but he, he went to Spain to see the specialist, the specialist right. that they sent him so to. I just remember was based I didn't really in look Spain. into it because and I'm like, not getting into the negativity now. And all of like, that, yeah. I saw well, people going, is this is this um Argentina, that sort of thing. And I was I didn't even I didn't even know what ground it was to be honest. I just kind of saw somebody mention it. Somebody wrote in about it, but I if we need to talk about that, we'll talk about that in a future yes. episode. I don't know really yeah. know if it's a thing. I didn't really want to bring it up when we're in a run for it now, because it's it's negativity we don't want really. Exactly. Um exactly. but it also could be nothing. As as I say, we don't really speak on things unless we've we've fully looked into them and as you can hear, I'm being quite vague on that one yes. specifically. Yeah, so of course. I think I think it's important to utilise him in the right way. And Andy writes in in on sort of the same wavelengths of would you play Windass if he's fit or cotton woolen for the playoffs and just give him half an hour here or there in preparation? Play him. Sod the cotton wool treatment, put him back in. Like, now is not the time for cotton wooling, giving anybody the cotton wool treatment. Now is, like, pretty much, to to give it a phrase, drill sergeant time. You can't be messing... I was about to swear there, I'm sorry, but it's not the time for mucking about and giving people the cotton wool treatment. This is the business end now. Like... You play with a bit of pain if you've got a little bit of a an ankle knock or something here and there. You don't cotton wool anybody. This is it's body it's body line time. It's time to like put your blood into this. It doesn't it doesn't matter. You can rest up when it's done. When the job is done, then you can rest. Now is not the time, in my opinion, to be cotton wooling anybody for the playoffs. Because if we if we have the sort of resting on our laurels, yes, we're in the playoffs. We won't do well in the playoffs. They won't want it enough because if we do, if we narrowly miss out on automatics, then that'll put a bit between the teeth for the playoffs. It'll make them even more determined. Last season, I think part of the problem was we were just aiming for the playoffs, and then they sort of got there in the end, and we're like, oh, okay, great, mission accomplished. Not they didn't have like that chip on the shoulder to say, no, we've been narrowly, you know. 
thwarted in our attempt to get the automatics. This this is now give the reason Plymouth have done so well this season. They had a chip on the shoulder from narrowly missing out last year, and that's why they've done so well this season. And that's what I think. MK Don's Do you know what the other way though. Oh yeah, so, so it can go lost, both ways. That's because they lost it, all the key players, though. That's the problem in the summer. Yeah, but they finished. It, they it was quite demoralising for them because mm. they finished sh- shy of automatics and yeah. then they bottled the playoffs. So mm. it's it can go it can go both ways. Counter argument to that though, mm-hmm. playing devil's advocate, if Tuesday night Ipswich and Plymouth both win, do you treat the approach of Windass slightly differently? Um. Maybe not, because I think that our you biggest still go problem... still to the wire. I'd still think we need to just play to the wire. We need to keep it in mind that we're playing it to the wire, not resigning ourselves to the playoffs. And as well, um, with what we've literally been saying earlier about the team not being able to finish its sodden dinner for the most part in the last few weeks, Windass yeah. being back on the pitch gives that gives the other attackers a bit of an incentive. But it also, Lee Gregory's particularly, is looking absolutely knackered. By the time it gets to like 60 minutes or so, he's looking absolutely knackered. And, you know, that's why at Forest Green, for example, that's why he stopped performing as well from that minute onwards, because he was absolutely knackered, but we had nobody else to come on. So if we give him, if we rest, say, Gregory for Windass, even though he's been playing well, arguably, that might freshen things up a little bit. It might give the players a bit of a respite, if you will. And we won't be Depending as... Depending on his situation, here's what here's what yeah. I think we should do. Yeah. When we go so, into sorry the Sorry that I'm so staunchly fixture, against your point, by the way, Tex. <laughs> of cotton wool. Which point? It was, it was Andy's point. the cotton wool thing. Oh, well, Andy's point. You know what I mean. Sorry yeah. that I'm so uh, like, we, staunchly there, against it, but... Yeah, no, and it's a great... The reason I brought it in is because it's a great yeah. uh, devil's advocate. So, you know, you can, you can see it from both aspects. And I guess I'm more of the mind that Depending on Tuesday's results, um, even if you... I'll tell you what, sack that off. Sack Tuesday's right. results off. Yeah. Depending on his fitness, I'd give him a half against Shrewsbury and I'd start him at Derby mm-hmm. if he's fit enough to do that. If Shrewsbury actually we start well, which we don't usually, so Windass coming on in the second half could be a massive yeah. thing for us. If we start well and we go a couple of goals up, you potentially don't need to risk him against Shrewsbury. Maybe give him 10 minutes, give him 20 yeah. minutes and then really give him a scrappy game like Derby, which is going to be massive because they're going to be going for play, uh, playoffs. Yeah. So you bring him into that and have got that high intensity and we're going, we could still be on for automatics there, but it's also a great test bed for the playoffs and getting him up to speed there. I don't think you're completely wrapping him cotton wool, but I think you're clever about how you do it because as you've just said, Jack, players are looking knackered. We don't, want to be without Josh Windass for the playoffs. Because mm. he's he's sort of one of those players that's a decider, right? Yeah. So if he picks up something that's going to keep him out for a few weeks, he misses the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we just see how we can get him going. Or we do the old football manager. He can take an injection and get through the next game, but then be out for six months. Take one for the team, you, Josh. You do realize, by the way, a few years ago, you do realize like Adtinui was playing about half a season. You know the um, it was the season just it was the Stuart Gray managed season, the one just before yeah, yeah. Chancery took over. Um, Adtinui for the second half, of, like the last f- third of that season, was playing every single week with an injection into his ankle. Like a lot was, of players was, do. A was, lot of players are screwed. in a situation where they and do. Was, we yeah. do that. And he was just like, no, I'm finishing the season. You're going to inject me each week and stuff. But yeah, that's... Speaking of injuries, though, as well, Jack, Jaden Brown might be injured. Mm. Um, We don't know the extent of this yet. We might by the time the podcast's out. But um, he more was talking to Yorkshire Live and he said, and quote, we'll check on Jaden whether he's got cramp or a strain. We don't know. So we'll have to check on it. I thought he battled well. We lost Akin and I wanted to keep him out um, on that left side to give us balance. I thought he did okay. He battled, but I have to say, well, as I say, we'll have to check on him for Shrewsbury. End quote. So, again, Wednesday players, but yeah, injuries. It's, it's that time of the season. A lot of players are tight, but Jaden Brown's not played a, a load this season. Uh, this I don't is, think it's a time yeah. to lose a player like that because even if he's on the bench, I'm, we've got our bench has been too weak this season. The second half of the season, and you talk about squad depth and that being a problem, but I, it's been concerning me looking at that bench sometimes. 
You see, it's, it's, annoy- it's so annoying because this is clearly a sports science issue. It's, there's so many players that have been out with either cramps, strains, or whatever, and that is a sports science issue. That's their diet, that's their exercise routine. All of that stuff that's handled by the sports science sector is that's what that's why there's these injuries now because it's all happening in games for example so we don't have the training ground excuse to keep saying it's all happening on the training ground sort that out this is a sports science issue so that's something we need to look at in the summer i know there's obviously that rob lee from doncaster that got brought in but clearly it's either he's doing too much on his own or we need to have a look at improving the sports science sector because there's so many injuries this season that have been all this sort of injury and that's all down to the sports science side of the backroom part. Yeah, of the club is it the, is it the medicals? But is it the players coming in, or is yeah. it is it the setup we've got? There's there's loads of questions to be asked, or is it just mm. the fact that there's some sort of voodoo on Wednesday at the minute, <laughs> and there has been for a while because injuries mm. have not been something that even though different managers have come in and different. Yeah, maybe it's a case of players like Barry Bannon manage themselves and they don't get injured. Because I will, you know, not this is not trying to say anything or make any sort of point, but this didn't happen when we had Tony Strudwick as the head of sports science. This didn't no, happen. It, we went from having a lot of injuries under Carlos to that yes. period with Tony Strudwick where it was quite. Te- yeah, you are right. In fairness, there. So it's just it's an interesting thing that maybe needs to be looked at or something in the summer. But yeah, that's yeah. I'm not trying to something make any that sort might of get addressed in the summer, either. Jack. By the way. Um, your lag is doing my nutting today because oh. you keep lagging over me. Um, whenever I think you've stopped talking, you've not stopped talking. If that's audible in the uh, in the podcast, I do apologise. I'll make sure that's fixed next time. It's Jack and myself on... Jack and Jake have both got terrible internet, so they're used to sort of like talking t- between each other, um, like between two tins. But um, yeah, we'll... We'll figure out a way of low latency if that is... Pro- I, to be fair, though, I remember this happening last time I was on with you and it didn't really... You couldn't really notice in the podcast, but now you will have picked it apart and I've said it. So there we go. Nice. Um, I want... Because I keep trying to do segues and you're still talking when Sorry. it sounds like you've stopped. <laughs> it's not your Sorry. fault, I don't think. I don't think. Either that it's or an you, internet thing, I think. You just want to talk all the time, which is very on brand for you, actually, so maybe. <laughs> uh, so, the... Um, I want to talk a little bit about the more negativity that I keep seeing. And I wanted to talk about this last week, but obviously we didn't do a podcast last week. You know what I was seeing after the dip? And I genuinely saw this and I was like, are you for real? Sack Darren Moore and bring uh, Gary Megson in to see us up. Like, I, this I, is I, a- I, people genuinely thinking that's a, a, a thing we should do. Because he's a Wednesday eye. This is a nostalgia I, thing. This isn't a sensible decision. This is all it's not a sensible based. decision, Jack. Because I decided that annoyed me, right? Because yeah. I was looking for viable alternatives to Darren Moore at this point. It makes no sense, right? But, and I thought, right, let's actually have a look into what that happened that season. Megson, that season, when he was sacked, after mm-hmm. 33 games, we were third on 60 points. I want to know, right? Third on 60 points. Right. At the same point this season after 33 points, Wednesday were top of the league on 74 points. 14 points more after the same amount of... I know leads differ, but we're talking about bringing in a manager who is a Wednesday out and might be able to be a man motivator and do all of that. But it's not even logical. When Dave Jones came in and Wednesday got promoted in second, we finished on 93 points. We've got two games left and we're on 90 points. If we win one of them, we've equaled the season we had when we went up last time. And actually, we've lost less because that season we lost nine games. This season, we've lost six so far. We've obviously had a lot of draws to keep that unbeaten run going. We won 28 games that season. If we win the next two, we've equaled the win record and we've actually finished with three more points. That's a big if, right? But mm-hmm. the point I've got there is, yes, I think some of the performances were unacceptable. I don't necessarily think that's Darren Moore. I do sometimes question, like, 
does he have an idea of who he wants in depth to be able to change a game sometimes? I do think squad depth's an issue, but I look at the bench and don't know how I change it. But do you, it's sort of like, do you blame Transiri for not allowing the players there? Maybe is there something there? Do you blame the manager for not being for not having those players there? It's a very much a case of, is it an ownership? Is it a management thing there? Because he talks about not wanting to bring in the right kind of players, uh, the wrong kind of players, but then we don't bring, we only bring Flint in and then we end up with a bad squad depth issue. So there is questions there. However, I don't see why anything but nostalgia and lunacy would be bring Gary Megson in after he's not managed for all this time for a few games to see if we can gamble. When if you think about the players who are behind Darren Moore, they ain't gonna. They're gonna be like, "Are you 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 serious? You're sacking a manager who, with this little to go, it it would all just, in my opinion, it would all just collapse." And it doesn't make sense given the the comparison between the two managers just on paper there. And also, Gary Megson said um, in an interview with Alan Biggs this week that he's backing Darren Moore and he thinks he's doing a great job. And he actually thinks he's had a harder job recently with Wednesday because they, they don't seem to have the money anymore. And he's done it with all, all without much money. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just, I, I will have a bigger question, depending on the way the season goes, about Darren Moore's future and our opinions on it and, and your opinions on it. And obviously we want to discuss that, but... I just think it's it's a little bit of lunacy. We're on 90 points. We're three points off where we were when we got promoted last we're, time. We're with 30 two games sodding to go. points better off than when Megson was sacked. 30 points! No, we were... Well, we, well yeah, sorry, but, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but was sacked if you look when we were on 60 points. Yeah, that's fair, but I, that, we obviously played then, like oh, different course. games after that. Yeah. I, the, the reason the reason we don't even say that is because he was 14 points more yes. advanced at the same point, which is why I specifically picked that oh, 33 yeah. games. After 33 games, mm. when uh, Darren Moore's record this season would have been 14 points ahead. Yeah. So. But again, <sighs> he's he's three points behind Dave Jones's bloody th- final total when we came, when we went up second. It's been a mad league this year, and as well to the point of sacking. Sorry, I'm very passionate about this, but yeah, like, it's all right. <laughs> if if Darren Moore is sacked right now, we lose his entire coaching staff, and then we've got Neil Thompson and Nicky Weaver to coach us through what remains of the season. Yeah, which is why people were saying bring bring Megson in, but I just think I think it's just a stupid thing to say when 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 he's not managed for that much. He's, it's 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 irresponsible that sort of talk. Stu- yes, Be- and it's all it's not even it's not even being made on a look who's either out of work or whatever or, or who would want the job that's doing a good job wherever they've recently been. It's all a nostalgia thing because how nice wouldn't it be if Wednesday fan Gary Megson takes us up again? How, yep. That's that's literally all it, is, all it is. Gary Megson would do no differently to Darren Moore, in my opinion. The only sort of manager I could see coming in and doing something like and actually managing to pull it off and not even in two games now, it would have had mm. to happen about five games ago is someone like Steve Bruce. And yes. <laughs> We've been there. Yep. Yep. Don't want that again. But yeah, but I just think we need yeah. to chill out a little bit on the Darren Moore front and, and realise that really, if we finish on it. if we finish on ninety six points and don't go up, that's right, a joke. We've actually ju- we've we've yes. bested our promotion season. Yes. It's just been it's just, it's just which because, and Plymouth have been unreal. Yeah. Exactly. It's because they've they've had very hungry manager. But they've basically, well, Kieran McKenna, hats off to him for the job he's done at Ipswich, because he's like he's he's caused that massive resurgence of Ipswich uh, this season and last season even. And yeah, it's it's just I honestly think if you want if you want to say that Darren Moore has made one mistake this year, the biggest one is that he's decided to have an eighteen man squad rather than a twenty four or twenty five, whichever the limit is. We needed a 24, you know, the, the basically the maximum amount of registered players in the first team this season. That's what we needed. And that's yeah. probably what's Yeah, and it potentially, you down. say, does it go against his sort of, he wants to always be able to give players opportunities and things like that. I honestly think we just needed, I don't understand why Wilkes didn't play more earlier on because we needed, Wilkes was the signing that we made that was different to our other sort of attacking options. But he, I, I would think say another mistake. That, we should have kept Mighton as well. We mm. should have kept Mighton because yeah. Mighton would have been important yeah. at this sort of time. Yeah. So well, the, the whole Wilkes thing. He had he didn't play for an entire season for Hull last year, yeah. and he didn't and he didn't have a preseason. He was left lim, in limbo over the preseason period. So he had all he had to catch up. He was playing catch up for all that time, 
and he should have been. It's we just could the have, whole playing silly buggers. We could really do with. We could have really done with Wilkes now yes, as well yes. because Wilkes was starting to really come into his... It's yeah. just so annoying Wednesday's injury situation, but yeah. let's just chill out on the um, yeah. on the Darren the, Moore front. The Darren it's never going to stop. Just... It's never going to stop. But um, just try and be reasonable at least, mm. guys. Come on. Right. Community topics. Adam SWFC writes into the Discord and goes... <laughs> Again, he's just said if Moore was to get the sack at the end of the season, what replacements could be realistic as a wild card? I'd go for Daniel Stendhal, that ex Barnsley gaffer that played some good stuff and knows how to get out of the league. I'm more in, by the way. <laughs> it's just a topic for discussion. Mm. Um, so we're talking end of the season there. I kind of it's something that we'll probably discuss a little bit more at the end of the season. But it is it is one of those things like you'd need somebody who wanted a big project, and if you were bringing in a manager for me, if you were bringing in a um, you need a proven manager now. Yeah. I don't think you go from Darren Moore with how well we have played at certain points this season. I don't think you go for a gamble. You go for a proven manager or nothing. Or you keep him, in my opinion. It's, it's controversial. We need, we need if Darren Moore was to get sacked, etc., we would need somebody along the lines of Warnock, ironically. You know, someone that's not afraid to kick seven hells out of players when they've not done well or whatever yeah. we need someone to really put a rocket up their backsides look and he's not going to get sacked someone that's going to come and respect he's not of let's stop not. let's stop i'm annoying yes. myself that i've even brought I'm this topic in. it's not you it's yeah. not you adam um but he's either going to get us up automatic or we're going to win the playoffs and he's going to be the manager and it's going to annoy people and if not we will deal with it when we deal with it because it's just annoying at the minute um yeah. Andy wrote in and went, does it really matter if we finish third or fourth? Either way, we avoid two legs against Barnsley and play one of Bolton, Derby or Peterborough. The only way it could really matter, I think, is if we might keep more of our own crowd on side. I think it's nice to have the second leg at Hillsborough. Um, but then again, that didn't really work against Sunderland. I'd want to finish third because then you keep the momentum going in, especially if you're so close. I want to finish second, obviously, or first. But if you're going to finish third, you want to... Finishing third gives you, as you were saying earlier, that that fight to try and go for yeah. it. Because you like, realise that you, just, you feel unjust. I hate that we're talking about playoffs already. Jake's Jake's resigned himself to that we're finishing in the playoffs, by the way. He's he's convinced that it's playoff time and we're not going up automatically. I was and, until we we managed to get two scrappy wins yeah. on the on the back because that's why that's why we're we're playing not very good football at the minute, but we're managing to get the wins and that can be a big thing in the yes. in the last few yes. games. So last two games we, now. Yeah. I'd say we finish third. Like it's like I said earlier, we need to finish third. If we're going to finish yeah, in the playoff completely. places, we're finishing third, and anything less is just. Right. Here's the thing, though, as well. For us to not finish third, it means we've fallen off even further, yes, which means exactly. we're going in really bad form into yep. into the playoffs, and you don't want that either. So mm-hmm. unless you, yeah, unless you throw dummy tactics out there to think mm-hmm. the playoff teams you're going to play a certain way, and then you play a different way. Um, but Sheffield Wednesday's next match is a big one. It's against Shrewsbury Town, who are 13th in League One. So they've gotten really nothing to play for at the minute, which can be dangerous at this time of the season. Or, you know, we, they can coast and we can batter them, but I wouldn't say that at the minute. The last the last match was a loss at home against Bolton Wanderers. <sighs> How do you feel about this one? See, you say that, Dex, right? That it, it should be, oh, they've got nothing to play for. Neither did Exeter, and they almost beat no. us. No, that's why I'm saying it doesn't so, work out like that, And they like had that, seven, seven of their starters out, and right back up front, and they were still looking so dominant in that first half. And it's it's the, it's the frustrating thing that literally, it doesn't matter if they've got nothing to play for. Every team deserves to be played against with respect, you know? And we need to not switch off. Like... Half um, the problem all is... All I'm going to say is Shay Dunkley. Yes. Please um, he's still, score an he's own still, goal. Yeah. He's still a bit of a please. Wednesday fan. He, he posts he's on his Instagram lad. story he's all the time. He, there's some people he's proper hyped like, up. Solid lad, yeah. that lad. Score an own goal, please. Please. He was hyping up that... Un, you know that unbeaten run post that we did on Instagram? Yeah. Shay Dunkley, he's not even playing for us anymore, but he shared it and put it on his story and he was like all proper up for it and stuff. And yeah. yeah, just I tell you what, if you're not going to score an own goal, just sort of like do a Dominic against ha- happen to be looking the other way yes. when Barry Banner's deciding to yes. run right past you, okay? For a tap, exactly, exactly. Please, 
I think we'll do it. But I also think that what I'm about to talk about is going to be the big thing because Ipswich are playing Barnsley and Plymouth are playing Bristol Rovers. That mm. Them two fixtures will make our fixture either a lot more important or seem like promotion automatically is is further away because if they if they win that both of those we need something to really really kick off in those fixtures but with how bristol rovers played against us i don't think that it, that plymouth should be thinking it's a walk in the park there because they played no. very very well against us and yeah. i think there could be an upset there potentially but I also it's think... which have then got Exeter yes. as well at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so Exeter played well against us. If we could do with a few more of those against them. Ipswich are looking pretty unstoppable, but if they can have a blip against Barnsley, it might w- knock their confidence slightly. Yeah. And that's what we could really capitalise on. Um, that'd be amazing. Honestly, if Barnsley yeah. could do us that favour, please. <laughs> and then Plymouth also played Burton at the weekend. So Burton turned us over, but I don't see... I see them winning all those four fixtures. That's the problem. All, both teams, I see them winning both of their fixtures. I, I'm more inclined towards Ipswich just because they've been on this insane run of form. But then yeah. form isn't everything because we were on a 23 unbeaten run and look at us and now. And we play, yeah, play Barnsley and it so, fell off. It, mm, you know? I, All I I'm just, saying, actually, mm, is Barnsley were the end to our run. Yes, exactly. So that's why i'm saying it's more mm, i don't know it's it's just we just we're just going to have to watch on tuesday and just accept whatever happens i'm i'm trying to go into it with no expectations and no hopes and no no anything just washing it all from my mind and not right you know go to the dexter youtube.com slash dexterity box go to at talking word on twitter there will be coverage on those platforms yes for these fixtures because there's got to be yeah if you're just watching the podcast uh, on when it goes live on the Tuesday, stick around because yes, oh, there's some big fixtures that don't involve Wednesday but are pivotal for Wednesday. But, uh, ironically, involve Wednesday because it's the decider for where we finish, arguably. And mm, I don't exactly. like that we've thrown away those chances of of getting those three points in e- in each of our frigging games in hand. That's that's come back to bite us in the backside now, as we knew it would. We can't do anything. The thing is, we're at this position where we can't do anything about that. We just yeah. have to play what's in front of us, and we've yep. put ourselves in that situation. But we, it's not completely lost yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I've got for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday, Jack. Anything to add? I mean, I just hate that we're going to be laughed at. Like, if we bottle this now and we're staying in League One for another year, I just hate that we're going to be the sort of laughing stock poster boys for the next sort of summer period mm. and stuff i hate it i hate it so I'm much not, I, I think because... I, don't, I don't think i care about that so much other mm. than the fact that i think we are financially screwed if we don't go up as in uh, it's, i wonder if it's uh, bad i just wonder if there might be a takeover looming if you know it's it's just a question to finish on and to ponder but what if mr chancery hasn't time, been giving we? darren moore uh, the funds the last couple of years to do what Ipswich have done, for example, because he's thinking of selling the club. What if that's something going on? What if it's part of it? I don't know it? for certain. It, but or maybe not, because no, obviously we had financial fair play to recover yes, from originally, but maybe exactly. it developed into something like that. I don't know, because then you see him out there waving the Wednesday flag. So, or is he pivoting he, it he on can still promotion? Love the club. He can still love us to yeah. pieces, but he might also want to move on and just be a fan who knows? I don't, you know. I've said this all along. If that does happen, you have got some sort of responsibility to make sure that Wednesday end up at least in the position that they were when you took them over. Yes. Because that's what good owners of football clubs do, even if they're it doesn't work out for them. They make sure they don't leave them worse off than they found them. And it's yes. rare that it happens, but I feel like that's a responsibility of a mm-hmm. good owner, personally. Yes. But yes, um, thank you very much, for watching uh, this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Jack's going to go and buy a Mac. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. Thank you very much.